Hi there. Welcome to the second episode of my new podcast, The Princess Power Podcast. I'm Mallory, a teacher, friend, cat lover, plant mom, yoga enthusiast, and self-proclaimed princess. Let's be honest, it's not self-proclaimed because everybody calls me princess. My friends introduce me as princess. Um, I guess if the tiara fits. This whole podcast idea came about while I was teaching my students how to make podcasts. And I wanted to make a sample podcast for them to see the planning process. And then as we're planning and I'm brainstorming with them, I'm like, hey, this would be a cool podcast. So here I am making this podcast for you guys. And the purpose of this podcast, besides just teaching my students, is to address some of the issues that we face as women in today's society. Okay, today we have a really special guest um, and probably one of the most special guests. Is that how you would say it's most special, specialist? Uh, Because we have uh, the one and only Sarita and also known as mom today. So uh, hi, mom. Hi, honey. And um, I'm excited for you to be here. I think that is enough of an introduction. Uh, This is my mom, everybody. And then mom, I will let you kind of give us a little bit of background about who you are. Um, Tell us about what, who you are and what do you want people to know about you? Okay. Well, usually I don't want people to know a whole lot, but as (laughs) we have that in common, (laughs) as Mallory mentioned, I'm her mom. I have, um, we've been Stuart and I have been married for almost 28 years, and um, we have three children and a daughter-in-law and a five-week-old granddaughter. Um, I work at the VA in Iron Mountain, um, and in addition to um, providing mental health therapy there, I also coordinate three programs. Um, the military sexual trauma program, the intimate partner violence program, and the employee assistance program. Um, I do have a master's in social work, and um, I'll probably be talking a little bit more about that as we go on. Great. Thanks, mom. Um, I'm just going to say mom as many times as possible. Um, So because we are talking about, like you said, you're going to talk a little bit more about your master's uh, degree in a little bit. Um, But today we're going to talk about education and setting goals for yourself. Um, And when I thought about this topic, I thought of you because you, well, I don't really remember that much of it. Uh, I remember little bits and pieces, but I can imagine that you had to overcome a lot of things to be successful in reaching your goals. Um, And so I'm looking forward to our conversation because I think that I don't have a full, like a deep understanding of what your goals were and how you figured out what you wanted to do. So um, can you just give us some background, first of all, like an overview of what your middle and high school experience was like, um, academically, socially, anything that stands out to you? And the reason that I'm asking for both middle and high school is middle school obviously is 
what I'm teaching now, but then also high school is kind of when you're getting ready to go out and be an adult and like you have, there's more of an emphasis of setting goals in high school. So can you give us a background about both or either of those? Sure. Um, so in middle school, that was a really kind of a trying time for me. And I, and I, I think that, I don't know, that's just a real hard age for, for females particularly, but, um, you know, just finding your way and finding your place and your socially and, and, um, I just kind of struggled and, and like where you went to school, where I went to school, it was kind of all one big building, um, the middle school and high school. So we never really had a distinction. Um, but I remember seventh and eighth grade, particularly as being, um, um, kind of the transition to high school and just, I don't know, it, it wasn't, um, good, not really bad. Just, it was like socially, it was like when girls were fighting and, um, over boys and, um, academically, it was just trying to find out how to be organized without your teacher staying on top of you. And, um, that's what I remember about middle school. Um, also unlike you, I had really strict parents. <laughs> so unlike me, <laughs> so it was hard for me to like be able to go out and do things. And so that was kind of a struggle because I don't know. And we weren't connected to our friends all the time. We were connected to a phone with a cord and I had limits on the phone time, which I tried to push all the time. Um, so I really didn't do much socially until I got into sports in high school. And then I had a little more freedom because I had practice every night. Um, we, you know, we would go to games. And so that was kind of my, my socialization, I guess. And academically in high school, I did really well there. I can't complain. I probably could have done better, but, um, I didn't find school, uh, terribly difficult, but again, I didn't like science and math weren't my strong points. Guess what was Mallory English, creative writing, Spanish. Those were those were my favorites. And of course, those were where, where I exceeded too. But um, some of the other classes that had good teachers, I could do well in like history, not really something I loved, but loved the history teacher. Um, band, it wasn't like, you know, something that I stuck all my effort into, but I love the band teacher. So um, it was just that kind of, those were good influences in my life really at that time. So I did well academically and I did well socially. People did like me. Well, we have that in common. Mine is the <laughs> academically part, <laughs> as you know. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, my students were making podcasts and they interviewed um, like some teachers, some of their parents, some students. And one of the questions they asked, it was about, they were comparing school middle school, like back then to now or whatever. So one of the questions they asked me during the interview was, what was your parents' response to seeing your report card? <laughs> <laughs> I think I just laughed. <laughs> yeah, you didn't earn any money. I you know, probably I lost privileges. <laughs> I got grounded, that's about it. <laughs> um, okay, so what goals did you have for yourself when you graduated from high school then? Uh, it's funny. Cause I was just looking back at one of my old, it wasn't like a yearbook. It was like a 
keep track of your senior yearbook and it said, um, what do you foresee yourself doing in 10 years? And I said that I would have a psychology degree. I would have a Spanish degree. I would be working and traveling. Oh yeah. I had these great (laughs) dreams for myself. And, um, you know, it started when I was probably in grade school, probably more developed when I was in junior high that I wanted to be a therapist. So I knew that the only way to be a therapist was to be a psychologist. And when I went to school, um, I, that's why I went into psychology and I knew that I would have to get a doctorate in order to be a therapist. So that's kind of my, my role was planned like that. And I, I, um, did earn a full academic scholarship out of high school. So I was going on a free ride. So can you, do you remember, and maybe you don't remember, maybe you had it written that written down. Did you feel like you had a lot of preparation for going to school after you graduated? Like, do you feel like, cause you sounds like you knew the path I have to get a doctorate. Um, but had you developed like the right study skills and organization skills and that kind of time management skills, did you have all of that? Did you feel prepared when you went to school? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I don't remember everything. I know that we went through like, I don't know, some kind of, you know, take this to see what you're good at, kind of like where your interests lie, what, um, and mine always came out working with people, always, always working with people. Um, Even though I knew what to do and I knew kind of, we had a guidance counselor that we, I think we met with um, them just to like go over what, you know, how to apply for college, how to, you know, that kind of thing. But Mm -hmm. I don't remember a whole lot. Um, I don't remember a whole lot from that. It was a long time ago. So that makes sense. Yeah, it was. Yeah. (laughs) But I mean, even as far as the planning, I remember my senior year, somebody said, you haven't taken typing. You're going to need that when you go to college. So I ended up throwing a typing class in, found out I was awesome at it. And thought, why the heck didn't I do this when I was a freshman? And I could have been using typing all through high school. So I really think I now kids have it, you know, they know how to type before they get to kindergarten. But um, anyways, that, yeah, otherwise, I don't, I don't remember anything formal. Um, Okay, so how did your plans change? Maybe this is giving away the suspense, but your plans changed. Both of us know that your change plans changed. And so how did they change and how did it affect the way that you felt about yourself when, uh, your plans changed? What happened? Uh, well, um, a lot happened first. Um, uh, your dad came to the same school that I was going to and he went to class, but I didn't appear to get, be able to get to class as much. And unfortunately my grades plummeted and, um, especially the ones that I didn't attend at all. And I was suspended for a semester. Um, and I lost my scholarship. So uh, that wasn't, I mean, it was a big deal to me then, but not as big as it is now. Um, but it, uh, my, 
my whole life plan kind of just really smacked me in the face. And, um, I realized how, what poor choices I had made. And, um, and of course my parents didn't let me live it down because, um, the academic scholarship was through my dad's employer. And, um, so that was kind of, he, you know, felt like it was a slap in the face for them too, um, that I was so irresponsible. And then, uh, I don't know how much later, probably less than a year later, I was pregnant and there was no going back to school. Then it was, you know, take care of you. And, um, and then dad was working and that was that. So what caused you to stop going to classes uh sounds like some classes you went to and some classes you didn't so was it just they were hard or you didn't like them or you had more important things to do were you working well I found myself spending a lot of time with your dad helping him I know this sounds like an excuse but honest to god he had some really hard classes so we'd like make flashcards, like his med term class. And we'd, I do flashcards with him and we'd spend the nights like, you know, doing stuff. And, um, my homework wasn't getting done and I didn't really care because I had my boyfriend at college, you know, that was, that was pretty cool. And I had felt, felt like I only had family in that area, which I shouldn't say only had family. Cause I was blessed to have family. Now I look back at it and I'm like, my God, I had like the world by the tail and I had my family there and, but I really didn't have any friends. So to have him there was like, I think I just kind of clung to that. I have somebody here and, um, yeah, there were like, I did not need to know about the weather. Like I stopped going to that class, like right away. Now I don't know my clouds. So, um, you know, stuff like that, like the classes that I weren't interested, those are what fell off. And like, there were certain things like English. I was engaged. I loved that class. I did not miss my German class. Loved that class. I did not miss somewhere. Eventually you decided that you were going to go back to school. And I'm wondering one, how much time was in between? If you want to tell us how much time was there approximately in between? Um, but then where did that desire come from like uh, was it out of the blue had you always wanted to go back what happened in between mm -hmm. so I had you when I was one week shy of 21 and we had you and then we had your brother and then years later we had Luke and throughout that time I mean it's always it had always been a desire for me to go back to school especially when I had heard you know people that I had graduated with were you know having successful careers and here I was a housewife and you know working part-time and um I just it's just always something that I wanted to do. No one in my, no one in my family had gotten a four-year degree. That was kind of something that nagged at me. And, um, I just knew we couldn't do it financially. We just couldn't. And then, um, we had Luke and I was 30. So that kind of gives you a timeline. Um, you were 10 when he was born and, um, dad was working construction. And when he was laid off, almost every winter we went without insurance or we would have to pay, um, 
COBRA, which was really expensive, especially when you're on unemployment. So I initially, I can't even remember how I found out about it, but there was uh, an administrative assistant program at NWTC. And I thought, I talked to dad and I said, hey, how about if I go back um, for just a two-year program? I'll get a job. I wanted to work in economic support in Marinette County, just enough to get benefits so we could have benefits year round. You guys were in school. Um, I could put Luke in daycare or whatever. Um, and so. How old was Luke at this time? Like, had you, was it? Yeah, he just was probably. Had him or was he older now? He was like two because then he went to daycare a couple days and then grandma and grandpa watched him a couple days. Um, and, um, I really, even though I always wanted to go back to school, I really went back to school so that I could have a job with benefits that paid halfway decent. What was it like working, raising a family and being in school? Were you, I wait, first of all, I'm, I'm assuming you were working, but I don't really remember if you were working. The only thing I really remember about you being in school at all is going to a lot of graduation ceremonies. And also I remember helping you study botany flashcards. So I didn't remember like how old I was when you were in school. I just remembered that you went to school and then you went back to school. So what was it like? Uh, did you work? And what was it like juggling mom life and school and everything? Mallory, it was the hardest thing I have ever done, honestly. I because it was, it was full-time school and not when I was necessarily in the administrative assistant program, that was, I hate to say it, that was easy. Um, and, and I, I really do want to talk about this piece of that because I, that's all I was going to achieve. That was it. I mean, my dream of being a therapist, I had given that up. Um, because my focus was you guys, it was always my family. And, um, so when I went to school and I excelled, I mean, I, I didn't struggle at all with that program where I saw, you know, I, I don't know. I had a teacher that said to me, um, what did you always want to, you know, was there anything you always wanted to do when you grew up? And I said, yeah, I wanted to be a therapist. I said, but you know, I can't get a doctorate in psychology at my age. I'd be in school till I was 50. And she said, really? She said, what if there was a way to do it where you didn't have to get your doctorate? And I'm like, how? And she said, well, I think you can get a master's in social work. And I'm like, oh, eh, I don't know. I, I had been working with social workers because I was a parent aide with Marinette County, but I said, I, I can't imagine doing that. I, you know, and she said, I think you can. She said, I mean, and she was always really motivating for me. And she's like, let's, let's look at it. Let's plan it out. Let's kind of look at a roadmap. And I'm like, mm, okay, like, we'll look at it. She researched like Green Bay and what I would have to do and how long it would take me. And they have an accelerated master's program. And I'm like, mm. but at this point, I, I mean, it was like, holy cow, I could really do this. I mean, I had ne not neglected myself, but put myself on the back burner for so long that it was like, I saw my potential again. And I, it was almost like she rekindled this dream and I'm like, oh my gosh, could this really happen? And 
I don't even think I really consulted dad or waited for an answer. I just applied. I, and the, the most important thing about making you guys sit through all my graduations was that I wanted you because you guys, you guys paid for it too. I mean, if there was any, um, my focus was school. My focus was work. You guys were actually at that time, I believe third, because it was like when I could fit it in, I, you know, when you and Logan were little, it was nothing to, to supervise a, a field trip. Um, it was nothing to bring snacks or remember your birthday with Luke, that poor kid. I don't know that I went on one field trip. I'd constantly forget snacks. I would forget notes. I would, I mean, just you know, oops, I forgot to send a bus thing to, for him to get off at grant, you know, just like that kind of thing. I felt like I was not attentive enough at that time in my life to my kids. Um, you were having problems at that time. Logan was having problems at that time. I just didn't feel as available as I had prior to school and then work. Yes. I was working 25, 30 hours a week. Um, and then so that was the administrative assistant program. Then I went to UW Marinette and I got my associate degree. Um, and that was for one year. And then I went down to transfer down to Green Bay because then I had everything except um, I had my junior and senior year left. So um, I did the last two years at Green Bay, got my bachelor's and you had to sit through that and then went, started the accelerated master's program immediately. And that was in Oshkosh. So now not only was I a full-time master's student, but two days a week, I drove back and forth to Oshkosh, sometimes after work, and they were night courses. So I did not see you guys. You guys were, I didn't get home till 11 o'clock at night. You were sleeping when I got home. I remember so, going to a class with you one time. I don't know if we were on like break or something, but I remember going down yeah. to Oshkosh or I think yeah. we carpooled with someone like we went yeah. halfway and then carpooled but yeah I remember that you had to drive further for the masters yep so that was a lot of that just it was a lot it was a it was a it was hard to balance it ch challenged my parenting the most um I had to make dollars I had to go to school I had to do well I did homework at night and then early in the morning um, I used you guys to do my flashcards with me and my studying. And I thought, you know what, the worst thing that could happen is that you guys could learn something about plants um, and natural disasters and whatever else I had you quizzing me on. Yep. That's what I it was like. I honestly think, um, because now if I have to study for anything, I'm a huge flashcards person. I know you wouldn't have been able to tell when I was in high school that I know how to study, but I think it was because we had so many flashcards with you. And I, I don't know if, do, when you study with flashcards, do you like the, put them in a pile, like the ones I got right and the ones I got wrong? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that must've been where I learned it because that's what I do now. And then I go through all the ones I got wrong over and over until I get them all right and then do it again. Um, but yeah, that was like, got me through college was flashcards. And I think, did you color code your flashcards? I did not have time to color code oh. my flashcards. <laughs> I remember color coding them. And one of my friends was giving me crap about it. And she was like, 
I don't remember the information. I just remember what color it is. And I'm like, who cares when you take the test and it works for her. I'm like, see, I told you. Awesome. So, um, okay. So how did going back to school, working, having a family, having your priorities kind of rearranged and stretched thin, how did it change you as a person? Or like, what did you learn from that experience? Um, I learned I was a strong person, something that I did not think I could, and a multitasker. I mean, I wasn't as organized at that time here at home, but, um, I learned I am resilient and I am a strong woman and, and, and a smart woman. You know, I may have had doubts about that, but I, at that time, I think my cognitive abilities have probably declined. Um, but I really think that, um, I had a lot of potential and I still do. I think that, uh, I was lucky to have a role model like you to see you, even though I don't remember all of it, but to see you going back to school and to see you like getting another degree and a higher degree and having goals and stuff like that. And even now, like when you talk about work and you're like, oh, there's this position or I got a promotion or all this, like, I feel like you text me every month that you got a promotion. And I'm like, okay. Um, but even like when you came to visit us um, in November or whatever, whenever it was, and you were telling Hugh about your job and what you do I'm like man I didn't even know my own mom did all that stuff and it like like is really admirable and um yeah you like make a big difference in a lot of people's lives and you are just always you're always looking at the next opportunity I feel like so I'm lucky to be able to look up to you in that way oh thanks Mills um, what advice can you give to people? And if you want to think more specifically, like middle school, high schoolers, what advice can you give to people who have had to put their dreams on hold due to unforeseen circumstances? Um, you know, in my case, like I gave up, I just didn't, there was one path for me. And if that didn't happen, I was done. I didn't explore other ways to get there. I didn't um, think that, that it was possible due to the life circumstances I had been given. Um, so I certainly think reevaluate, like get through whatever it is you gotta get through and then reevaluate constantly, re-look at what your goals are. Your goals change. At, at every age, it doesn't mean that because I wanted to be a therapist in high school, I still wanted to be it when I was, you know, 30, but maybe my interests had changed. Maybe I didn't want to do that anymore, but I wanted to do something else. So really reevaluating where you are in life, what your interests are as they change. And then don't give up. If it's your dream, find a way to get there. I think that's good advice, even for people who don't have like situations that they're dealing with, because I think a lot of times we get set on like one goal and we're like, this is what I have to do no matter what this, if it doesn't go this way, then it's something's wrong. But um, I think that, like you said, your goals can change, but we are always changing as we grow up as well. So even if, if so, like you're 
on track to reach a goal, you should still reevaluate. Is this what I really want? Agreed. Yep. Well, mom, uh, that's all the time we have today because I have to go cook dinner, but, um, thank you for taking time out of your schedule for me. Thank you for sharing with us and letting us hear about, um, your goals and about what a strong, resilient woman you are. And thanks for being you. You're welcome, princess. Good thing you call me princess because this is the Princess Power Podcast. (laughs) I would just like to take a minute to thank my mom again for being one of the very first guests on this podcast. And obviously, as you guys can see, um, while I was growing up, that is who I had as a role model. And so I am very grateful for having my mom um, share how she overcame the obstacles that she had to in order to reach her dreams. And um, I hope that you guys enjoyed getting to know her a little bit. And thank you to the listeners, as always, for sticking with me through this um rambling sometimes but hopefully entertaining i will see you the next episode bye bye